Welcome to Build Relationships, Break Poverty. We are continuing our Day in the Life series. After my time in Uganda, I flew to Ethiopia and continued the conversation with our staff there to gain even more insights into our incredible programs in Ethiopia. This podcast was fueled by a lot of Ethiopia macchiatos and recorded in the dark since the electricity went out on us, which made this podcast even more fun. Here in Ethiopia, we have over 30 care points and over 5,000 children and families that we are working with. Ethiopia is rich in deep history and culture. You'll hear from Alex, Yared, and Fikra on their biggest challenges, but also their greatest joys. I love Ethiopia, and I know you'll hear their hearts in their words. When you see their life changes forever, and when you give them hope, that is the most rewarding Mm -hmm. uh, in my understanding. So when we show them how to uh, improve their livelihood uh, so that when you uh, mentor the guardian family to start their own business so that they can improve their you know to get uh, daily bread so that is one of the things which impacted and uh, i can say that is one of the most rewarding in our program welcome to build relationships break poverty a podcast that challenges the Western perception of international poverty by elevating the voices of local leaders and processing how we can help to alleviate poverty without harming those living in vulnerable communities. We are Children's Hope Chest, and we believe that building two-way relationships will break the cycle of poverty. Hello, um, my name is Rachel Andrews, and I am the Vice President of Community Partnerships for Children's Hope Chest. And today I have the honor of interviewing three people that are on staff with us in our Hope Chest Ethiopia office. I am currently in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, uh, spending the week with our staff. And uh, we decided to take the opportunity to have you guys hear from three of our program coordinators and for you to have a little insight into their day-to-day work here at Hope Chest in Ethiopia. And so joining me today, I have Yared, Alex, and Fikra. And we are gonna get started by them introducing themselves and then we will get going. So Yared, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you, Rachel. Um, My name is Yared Ayana. I'm program coordinator. I'm working uh, for Hope Chest for like four and a half years. I have been program project coordinator. Now I'm promoted to the head office, Ethiopia. And Alex. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, my name is Alex. Uh, I've been working for Hope Chess for the last uh, nine or ten, almost ten years in Ethiopia. And uh, I'm a program coordinator. Uh, and I'm father of five kids, but still I'm the father of 4,000 plus kids in Ethiopia, each, uh, the kids each in care, care points. Okay, uh, my name is Fikra. Uh, I've been working in Children Hope Chest for the last uh, 10 years plus. Uh, I'm the father of one son. I'm married uh, one wife. Uh, it's a great privilege to work at Children Hope Chest, Ethiopia, as a program coordinator. Thank you, guys. Um, one thing that we thought would be fun um, is to 
spend some time talking together for our partners, our travelers, and our listeners to hear a little bit about your day-to-day. So many of our people that know you know you when they're here for trips, and they see you with teams out at the care points and with the children, but there is a lot of behind-the-scenes work that you guys do as program coordinators here out of our head office in Ethiopia. And so uh, I would love for one or two of you to describe just a little bit of your day-to-day work. What does what does a typical or atypical day look like for you guys? Yeah, uh, well, we're working here at Hotchess uh, Ethiopia. Uh, we are, I'm, I personally working as, uh, you know, responding emails from headquarters, any emails if just pop up to my internet and also uh, if there is any team in Ethiopia, I am in charge with the care points that I am working, uh, I host teams and uh, spend my time. Uh, if there is no team around, uh, I regularly visit care points to oversee what is going on the uh, program. Uh, for each care point, I as I am assigned. So this looks like my day-to-day activity. Thank you. Um, as uh, my friend Fakra said earlier, almost it's not something mine is far uh, from him. I usually um, respond emails and phone calls, and uh, whenever. Uh, visiting the care points uh, where where, uh, each programming in each uh, locations are uh, going well and helping the uh, care point staff. Uh, And this is uh, some of the things that I am uh, usually doing every day. Um, It can be dependent on the day, uh, what I have according to my plan, uh, my schedule. Uh, usually, the program coordinator is assigned to carry out um, the activities regarding with care pointers, headquarters, emails, uh, and different, which is related to that days. So I'm focused on the, um, in most of the time, um, the emails, the activities, which is related to the uh, care pointers, uh, and also the head of his uh, works also there, if there's if there is uh, anything regarding uh, head office or something else, I will carry it out according to the plan what I have that day. So you guys all spoke about a lot of office work, but so much of your job is also not just being in the office. You get out to the care points and do different program evaluations and check-in, and you play such a supportive role for our care point staff, the coordinators and social workers, um, at our care points. So, um, Yared, would you kind of walk us through just a little bit when you're out visiting some of our care points and yeah. spending time with them? What does that look like for you? Um, honestly, it's a blessing for me to to see um, to work with uh, care point staff because I was care point uh, staff one upon a time. Mm-hmm. You know, because I we all uh, the care point staff are engaged emotionally, physically with the the kids with the community because most uh, you know most of the activities uh, their activities are related with uh, field level is with the kids and the community so and, and it's inspired me it's uh, it's helped me to see uh, life in different way uh, to do um, 
for the betterment of their the children's the community it's also give me as insights how to see um, things in different way uh, which is already set uh, set by the object and alex how often would you say you guys are getting out to your various care points that you oversee uh, almost uh, uh, except few care points that are far from addis mm -hmm. we uh, visit uh, every month and if if there is a critical need to see them even sometimes twice in a month time so maybe uh, to uh, get into the your previous question maybe mm -hmm. what yeah. it looks like on my uh, visits at care point level it's always I have my checklist is where I uh, uh, evaluate the, the care point activity and uh, I check against those uh, checklists and uh, just even uh, encourage them the, the staff there we sometimes even pray together and share the word together and if there is a critical question uh, they uh, need to answer by me I just try uh, to answer uh, their question and uh, and also visit uh, some families uh, or the, the, the communities what it looks like are we on the right track or not is it our uh, programming impact the community the family also I check while I am in the care point visit this is some of the things that I do okay what I'm doing it's a supportive way we are supporting the care pointers uh, at the care point there are different activities carry on one of the, the activities um, like the we'll see documents uh, checking balance to see all the activities how they are going on uh, and also uh, sometimes we just went out together uh, to visit the IJ and self-help groups uh, in the community what they are doing especially the guardians and the parents of the children uh, one of the things that impacted us is uh, the self-help and uh, uh, income generating activities so that is one of the things especially for this 2020 goal uh, to achieve better than uh, the program activities that we do uh, before so as Alex said uh, it's required to visit the care points uh, in charge uh, once in a month unless there is an urgent thing that we need to accomplish at the office just like with my own family I want to ensure Children's Hope Chest can continue to grow after I'm gone so care points, children, and communities around the world can continue to be transformed. With Children's Hope Chest, planned giving is simple and allows you to leave a significant global legacy. Additionally, there are tax benefits to including Children's Hope Chest in your estate planning. If you'd like to learn more about using your estate plan to change lives or joining Hope Chest's Transformation Society, please call us today at 719-487-7800 and mention your interest in planned giving. Children's Hope Chest has been part of my life for over a decade. I'm so glad I can help them grow for decades to come. 
I want our listeners to know that Ethiopia is our largest country as an organization, and we have been operating here for about 10 years, and we're currently working in 31 different locations throughout the country, and we have almost 4,000 children sponsored, but we are reaching many more than that. Um, because even those kids that aren't sponsored are still in our program and get to benefit. Um, with, with 31 locations and six coordinators, we're only talking with three of them today, um, I would love to hear with that many children, that many locations and all of the um, tasks that you guys have on your plate, I would love to hear from you guys what are some of the more challenging aspects of the work that Hope Chess does here in Ethiopia? Actually, the most challenging, uh, maybe, you know, since we are working closely with the guardians and the parents, and sometimes, you know, uh, we may have a limited resource to reach out according to their basic needs, especially when uh, we are reaching out the need of the children, sometimes, their guardians and parents, they just come to us and ask to, uh, I mean, uh, maybe for their physical need or when they get sick, they ask us, oh, uh, would you uh, take me to the hospital or the clinic? Um, you know, that is a little bit challenging because we are more uh, working uh, to meet the physical and spiritual need of the, their children. But sometimes it's difficult to uh, provide what we have the resources for the guardians and the parents. So that's a little bit challenging on that way. Uh, but so far, uh, sometimes we just convince them, uh, try to, uh, you know, get by themselves what they have the resources, even if it is limited uh, uh, resources they do have. You know, um, this is... Uh an amazing question mm. and uh, there are so many uh, challenges working uh, development especially in Ethiopia is not mm -hmm. easy mm -hmm. uh, and this time it's a kind of regular and uh, even people focus on only on the handout stuff so one of the things that challenges us mostly is uh, shifting the, the community that we are serving, their mentality to the sustainable development. Uh, even though we are uh, working hard to communicate, to understand uh, our plan to sustain them, uh, still they misunderstand you, like they consider they, they might, uh, you know, uh, taking their money <laughs> and for our personal use something but uh, it is very hard to convince them that was the challenging thing and uh, mostly uh, and the other thing is the, the engaging the community for uh, different development aspects that's one of the most challenging as as far as I am concerned what already um, Alex said is what my point already. So, um, but in addition to that, there is also a challenge while I was in the care point regarding religious aspects of challenge because we are a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. We are working to uh, disciple 
children uh, so most of it, people are coming for for the case of help or for the case of support but they may not accept what discipleship or what uh, evangelism is means uh, even though um, they are not um, they were not as um, um, uh, supporting us uh, to send their children but we were sort of encouraging them telling them to, to do to send their children to the discipleship class because Children Hope just believe strongly to spread uh, the gospel of Christ uh, and to benefit the children with the whole, uh, the whole, the whole, the, in the holistic manner. Mm -hmm. So one of the holistic uh, way of benefiting children is uh, discipleship, spiritual wing of uh, uh, support. So that's the big challenge what I've faced. Uh, the other thing is already Alex has mentioned the mentality of dependency. Um, um, but still, uh, um, hope just were uh, working on it. I think that it's important for people to know that uh, the work that we do is hard. It is very challenging. There is um, elements working against us, whether it's spiritual or political, you know, or even um, with different people groups. Um, in the different regions that we work in. And uh, one really exciting thing is just some of the transformation that the country of Ethiopia has gone through in the last year and a half, yes. I think, right? Mm -hmm. um, with uh, the new prime minister, Prime Minister Abiy, and uh, just the, the changes um, and reformation that has been brought to Ethiopia over the last few months. Um, and so I think that even though there's still challenges, there seems to be a spirit of excitement and hope, and um, and you can see the Lord working, and uh, you can see things changing um, throughout the country. And so I would love to for you guys to share from your perspective what you've seen and experienced with that. Um, the one thing which is directly related to the, um, you know, the non-profit organization, especially the laws also change it. The first thing is which the law, the um, we had law which uh, procured, which um, prohibits um, most of the resources, uh, most of the activities, which is enshrined with the uh, um, um, non-governmental organization. Mm -hmm. But now the law is totally changed, and we have new law. That is a good thing. That's a good move. So we can work freely without any limitation. Uh, that's a good thing. That's a good hope for the future. Children uh, hope just and like-minded organizations to work freely with Ethiopia without any boundary, without any limitations regarding um, uh, the formal limitations. Now we are free from that. That's a good thing. Uh, what I have um, seen it. Uh, in this way is a good thing. This uh, is like we are as a nation uh, we are like uh, we are experiencing uh, even freedom. So mm -hmm. the spirit as a nation is like moving uh, so uh, which means it, it paves way to work uh, 
whatever uh, plans you have as an organization as a personal so that's one thing that every people uh, is like encouraging to do uh, things so that's the huge thing and as a nonprofit uh, uh, so we can uh, even this time can work for, you know children advocacy yeah. before we couldn't do that so that's one of the laws that allow us this time to work on children uh, advocacy yeah I, I think it's important for those listening to know that um, before the new prime minister and some of those changes to the law child advocacy for nonprofits and parachurch organizations was considered the role of the government and we were legally not allowed to advocate on behalf of children even though as a organization working specifically with children and fighting for justice mm -hmm. that is a core value of who we are but here in Ethiopia until recently we have not been able to do that and so that advocacy piece that changing mm -hmm. just opens up so many doors for us yes. um, to actually fight for for these children and what they're going through yeah <clears throat> already i mentioned that the, the former law the, the the repeal law was the most um, strict law which only benefit the the former uh, region but now it's totally changed now there is a freedom of um, advocacy the freedom of um, working on the any aspect of advocacy in Ethiopia without any uh, finance limitation. Wherever the finance comes, uh, yeah, NGO can work here without any boundary. As you said, uh, currently we have more hope than before. Um, you know, one of the, the program, what we are, we are doing here as Children Hope Chest, uh, speaking out for the speechless uh, because the vulnerable and orphan children, they, they couldn't express themselves due to the deep poverty they pass through. So child advocacy was one of the things that we are looking for. So currently this come and the time has come so that I think this is one of the important thing and uh, we should uh, work and start. So. I think this is very important. So, as you said, our new prime minister, mm -hmm. um, he really uh, eager and to have more even development works because you know the especially the nation in Ethiopia most of them are uh, in, in number comparing numbers they are the youth and the children. So that still, um, as comparing what we have been doing. It is less in number. It's even there are so many opportunities that we didn't reach out. Uh, I think we need to work hard, and also in the future, we need, we are looking forward to work with us as a partner to reach out more children who are in need. Mm -hmm. So, I think we are giving hope for the community so far, and also we are looking forward to uh, you know ignite more hope uh, to make their life better. Mm -hmm. Uh, bringing them from nothing to something. It's taking that statement, nothing to something, mm -hmm. I want to shift gears a little bit. So we talked about what is the most challenging, but what would you say is some of the most rewarding aspects of 
what you get to see or experience or be a part of directly? What what's some of the most rewarding aspects mm. of your work? In most of the time, when we go to start the program, uh, which is a place where in the community the 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 place where there is no intervention which is going on so that after uh, you know after we enroll the program uh, the children to the program after we uh, took their profile uh, you know at that time uh, the children even they are really mal- malnourished and uh, they don't have basic needs even some of the children they are you know spend their days throughout the year at the street mm. so that after we profile and uh, you know, purchase school supplies. Uh, when we send them, I mean, uh, after we send them school, and uh, when you see their life changes forever, and when you give them hope, that is the most rewarding, mm-hmm. uh, in my understanding. So, uh, especially uh, besides uh, supporting a single child who are orphan or single orphan or vulnerable. Uh, you know, when we uh, mentor and start the SHG and IJ program, so that when we show them how to uh, improve their livelihood, uh, so that when you uh, mentor the guardian family to start their own business, so that they can improve their, you know, to get uh, daily bread. So that is one of the things which impacted, and uh, I can say that is one of the most rewarding in our program. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how can I explain this feeling. Person who can understand uh, better if he's in it, how these kids' situation were before they joined our uh, program. Mm. Um, they were completely depressed. They, uh, their families, they couldn't afford to send them school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were totally sick because of different reasons. Uh, you know, especially if you see some of our uh, our care points location, it's there. There are so many uh, evil spiritual mm-hmm. uh, uh, activities. Yeah where our uh, guardians went so that's evil so evil is always evil you can't get it any good so they are also spiritually attacked so we are intervening in these old situations you know when they are spiritually bonded when they uh, you know when we ha- when they encounter with us we pray for them. We share the good news with them and with their family. So look how the, the transformation changes. So uh, some of them, because of different reasons, they have chronic disease with them that uh, took them to death. So we intervene those kids and we took them to clinic and hospital and they get medical treatment and medication and all these things so we are helping them like uh, emotionally uh, also like uh, very uh, depressed so uh, we encourage them so all these things uh, uh, 
there. The impact is huge in the kid's life. So no, I, I don't think nothing is else other than rewarding thing. So thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Children's Hope Chest, Build Relationships, Break Poverty. You can follow Hope Chest on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast.